Welcome to The Creative Cast. I'm your host, Tammy Munson, podcast producer, coach, and CEO of Wildfire Creative. Are you struggling to grow and monetize your podcast? Want to learn more about starting your own podcast? Are you looking for the secrets behind the business side of podcasting? Well, friends, you are in the right place. Here on The Creative Cast, I'm going to be sharing all the tips and tricks on all things podcasting for the faith-based podcaster. Each episode is going to contain powerful information to help you get started with your own podcast, learn the secrets of building a business, and of course, growing and monetizing your podcast. All right, y'all, without further ado, let's get started. Hey, everybody, and Welcome to the Creative Cast. I am so excited. It is finally September. I love September. <laughs> I can feel the change in the air the sweaters, the hot cocoa, the boots, the leaves changing colors, and hockey starts soon. Yes, if you guys didn't know, I'm also a big time hockey fan. I love all of it except for one thing pumpkin spice. <laughs> I was in Starbucks the other day with my daughter and I saw it. I was like, "Ugh." Now, I may be in the minority on this one, but I cannot stand pumpkin spice anything. <laughs> and I'm already starting to see it everywhere. So I want to know, where do you fall? Yep, pun was totally intended. <laughs> So let me know if you are team no pumpkin spice or pumpkin spice. I'm, I'm really curious about this. I know there's much bigger issues in the world going on right now, and I get that, but this is just one of those things that drives me nuts. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about today because today I'm talking all about rookie mistakes to avoid. But before we get into that, I have some big news, y'all. Now, if you've been following along on social media or you're one of my email insiders, you already got the scoop, but doors are now open for Wildfire Creative's new quick launch podcast intensive. So if you want to launch a podcast, but for whatever reason, whether it's time, motivation, know-how, imposter syndrome, and you still have not made it a reality, then this intensive was designed for you. In just six weeks, this intensive will show you step-by-step how to turn your podcast idea into an actionable podcast plan. But here's the best part, y'all. You're not going to do it alone. So I'm inviting a small group of six to eight women to go through this process together. Each week, we'll go through a short video training and assignment We'll meet for live group coaching to talk through your specific questions and you get lifetime, yes, lifetime access to the resource library loaded with bonuses, free tools, templates, all to set you up for success. And after six short weeks, you'll not only have everything you'll need to launch that podcast, but you'll also have a built-in community of fellow podcasters to lean on for help, support, 
and encouragement. Sounds pretty amazing, right? Y'all, this has been a dream of mine. And I'm so excited to finally make this available. Now, the Quick Launch Podcast Intensive kicks off on October 3rd and costs less than $50 a day. So these spaces will not last long. You can go to wildfirecreativecompany.com forward slash quick launch to save your spot today. And I'll be sure to drop that link in the show notes for you as well. So today we're talking all about rookie mistakes that I'm seeing a lot of newer podcasters make. And I just want to grab them and say, no, (laughs) for all that is holy in this world, please stop. It's my Enneagram 8 side, (laughs) y'all. I say this with love. But one of the things that I do for newer clients, especially the ones that already have existing podcasts, we'll do a podcast review. We'll go ahead and listen to their most recent episodes. We'll listen for sound issues, the content, their delivery, all kinds of different things that we're looking for. And because my job is to make their show or their audio editing process better, a better podcast. So I thought today we would kind of go over some of these things so that if you are in the process of launching your podcast, you can be aware of these things. If you're a newer podcaster, or even if you've been doing this a while, maybe you kind of want to up your game a little bit. So number one is let's talk about the equipment. Now, to have the best podcast out there, you need to have the best equipment, right? You need that $600 Rode Procaster microphone to have a successful podcast. (laughs) Not necessarily. Do I want it? Absolutely. But seriously. The quality of your equipment and microphone will affect the overall quality of your podcast. How can we produce excellent sound with quality equipment that is not the top of the line brands? like Rode or Shure or any of the other brands that are out there for podcasting equipment. Now, this is a common problem I see really affecting my perfectionist friends. And hey, I'm guilty of it too. Your podcasting gear plays an essential part in the production process. It does. However, it's not a make it or break it type of thing. Think of your equipment as merely a tool to create an amazing podcast. It's really a means to an end. Your content and communication skills are the keys to success. So you don't need to have the best. I like to say that the best microphone is the microphone that you already have. If you want to upgrade to kind of up your game a little bit, by all means, go for it. But you don't have to have the best of the best in order to have a really great podcast. Another thing, let's talk about niche. Now, I know I've been talking a lot about this topic, but I just see so many people not having one at all or not being focused enough in their niche. Now, one new podcast I was listening to recently, and I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to embarrass them, but it was trying to be all things to all people, and you just can't do that. There's just too much competition out there. You need to be unique. You need to set yourself apart. And don't try to be like another podcaster. 
think of a podcast niche as a subcategory. So for example, parenting is is a category, but a podcast niche would be more like parenting for a special needs child or preparing your your high school graduate for launching. Very specific. And the scope is much more focused. Now, a lot of questions I get, especially during the launch phase, is do I even need one? Do I need a podcast niche? Technically, the answer is no. But I always say, yes, you do. Unless you're a celebrity. Because most general interest podcasts only work for celebrities or those influencers with a massive following. And brands can be kind of lumped into that as well. Television shows, things like that. But like I said, you want to be unique and you want to stand out and set yourself apart from the competition, especially if there aren't any other podcasts which serve your specific niche. One of the other things that I that I noticed, and this came actually from from being in a mastermind, there was a lot of questions being asked about downloads. And uh, it's a very slippery slope because download metrics are, they're necessary. It's really the only metric that really matters in the world of podcasting, especially if you're looking for a sponsor or working with an ad network because it's somewhat standardized. It's not as nice as like email marketing metrics where you can get very specific and kind of really drill down on those things, but it's really easy to measure for the most part. But it's not the only metric to look at. It should not be the only determining factor. It's so important that if you pop into any kind of podcast mastermind or group or collective, you'll probably either see or hear something like, can anyone tell me how much revenue a typical 60-second commercial can, can get? I don't have any subscriber or download numbers yet. How much money can I make? What's the difference between unique downloads and IAB downloads? The conversations are purely all about the downloads. And that's not, like I said, it's not the only thing. Because these are vanity metrics. But there's other information in these statistics that podcast hosting companies and other places like Chartable and PodTrack will give you. There's lots of data out there. And you can get a lot of information by looking at things like retention time and what was the most popular episode? What's your best topic? What are your audience listening habits? What are your audience numbers? That tells me more about the success of a podcast than necessarily the downloads. Another thing you want to look at when it comes to some of these metrics is looking at data over the long term. Now you can look at, oh, I've got 475 downloads this week, but I've got 996 downloads this week. You want to look at the data over 30 days. What is it telling you? A week's not going to tell you much. You want to look at that data over time. Now I could go on and on and on about data because I'm kind of a data nerd. So here's the one truth. It's all of the data, not just the downloads that should be driving your decisions, your revenue costs, for what you're going to charge for an ad on your podcast, et cetera. Because it's about the facts and not about feelings or emotions. Data doesn't lie to you. 
One of the other things I've noticed is podcasters are skipping the podcast launch strategy. Now, you don't necessarily have to have a podcast launch strategy, but because you could always do a soft launch where you're going to, you know, ease into it. But the question is, do you skip it or not? I believe that you need a launch strategy. If you want to get your podcast out there in the world, let everybody know about it and gain some traction and develop that audience. Because here's the deal. Anybody can create a podcast. Even less people know how to launch a podcast the right way. Even less than that, know how to get real traction from the beginning. And usually the difference is they don't have a launch strategy. Now, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of blog posts and courses and videos all on how to launch a podcast. I'm going to be having a course next month on how to launch a podcast. But if you go and Google podcast launch strategy, you're not going to get very many results. But the launch strategy needs to be in there. You need to include it. So that's, you know, start building your email list and reach out to your list of contacts, social media followers before your podcast launches. Then you can start to build that traction and get that excitement going. Create a launch team to help you with reviews, sharing it on social, subscribing, all the things. But if you do decide to go with a soft launch, that's perfectly fine. It's your podcast. You get to do what you want. It just depends on what goals you have for your podcast that's going to make you make you go, whether it's going to be a full-on big-time launch strategy or it's going to be more of a soft launch kind of thing. Just make sure that no matter how you do it, you want to be sharing your show with your friends, your family, your followers whomever. So let's talk about number five, pod fade and not batching content. Now, I've often talked about this on the podcast. Pod fade is real. There recently was a study done, I think by Edison Research, that half of the podcast globally, which I think is around 4.2 million podcasts, have less than 12 episodes. And I would venture to guess as a conservative estimate that about 25% of those podcasts pod faded, whether there were workflow issues or they ran out of time or they didn't batch their content. Things got hard. They didn't have that why and they gave up. Now, creating content for your podcast can be the easiest and simultaneously the hardest part of producing a podcast. And as someone who produces a lot of content for different podcasts, yep. But this is where content batching can really help you because everybody knows that there's days, even weeks, where ideas are free-flowing and they're coming out like liquid from a stream. And then sometimes we get into those ruts where the flow just kind of stops. And while everybody goes through this, If you're batching your podcast content in advance, it's going to help save you from getting into this sticky situation. Now, if you're not really sure what I'm talking about, content batching is when you prepare a large amount of content that you create in advance. That way you would have weeks, months of content scheduled. 
and you aren't scrambling at that last minute in the 11th hour to try and put out some content. Because when you do that, it shows. You're rushing to get through the recording. You're rushing to get through the editing because it's midnight the night before that your episode publishes. Then you start to get inconsistent with that. But by batching, you have a schedule that's easy to stick to because you're always ahead of schedule. And it's really a great way to capitalize on when you are on fire with ideas and motivation to create. Now, one way that I like to do it is batching as much content as you can. So like try to work at least a month in advance. So you can take one day and record a bunch of content. Or maybe you take a weekend and record a bunch of content. That way you have a whole month's worth of content in that one weekend. Take your time with editing, getting everything ready to go, create all the other things that need to go with your podcast, audiograms and graphics and all the things. Because by planning this far out will give you room for those emergencies that come up, the changes of schedule, or just simply giving yourself some grace when you don't feel like recording. Now, the way that you batch your content, totally up to you. You just need to find the method that works best for you, your bandwidth, your workflow, but it's always a good idea. And my favorite part about it is you don't have to play that game of what is my episode about this week. (laughs) So let's talk about editing. Now, y'all know I have a lot to say. And yeah, I've heard bad editing, or even worse, well, for me as an editor, no editing at all whatsoever. Oh, be still my heart. (laughs) Now, listen, there's no doubt about it. Editing is not something that you are born with. It's a skill that can take time to develop. Some are more gifted than others, but it's something that everybody can learn with practice. But the one thing that I really hear a lot when I'm listening to other podcasts is the over-editing, where a lot of the content is just really over-edited and it's void of all personality. The person sounds like a robot or the editing is just sloppy. Cuts are in places where they shouldn't be and words are entirely cut off and you can actually hear the cut. One of the keys to a great editor is you don't know where the edits, where the cuts have taken place. You can't hear them. Now, one of the keys to great editing is ensuring that the cut you're making is still in the context of a more meaningful conversation. So that if you take out a phrase or a word or a sentence, the gist of what the person is saying is still there. It's still impactful, still makes sense. Because remember, when you take out a sentence of any audio, you have to ask yourself, how is this going to impact the audio on either side of it? Will it still make sense? It's almost like a surgeon removing a tumor. Sorry, I was watching Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Surgeons want to get all the bad stuff out, but they only want to take out the parts that they need to take out. They don't want to actually take out an organ or nick a vein or or an artery at the same time because then that's when you're going to have bigger issues. So make sure that you're editing the ums and the ahs and the, and the normal things that we need to take out. And you don't have to take out every breath because that's just a natural part of our speech. 
and our pacing and people's style of, of speaking. Now, my last thing that I notice is, and this is just coming from conversations I'm having with ladies about launching their podcast, is delaying their podcast. And no, let me just say, I'm not picking on any one particular person. So if you think I'm talking about you, I'm not. (laughs) It's just something I've noticed. But listen, sis, launching your podcast doesn't have to be perfect. No one expects a brand new podcast to be perfect. And if you're thinking about delaying it, that's the biggest mistake that you can make is delaying your podcast launch. Every podcast launch client I've ever worked with has had fears and anxiety about starting a podcast. And sometimes these fears validate why they haven't launched a podcast yet. Now you may have had thoughts like this too. Well, I'll just wait till I have five episodes pre-recorded, And then you get the five. And then you say, oh, you know, I'm going to wait till after the holidays. And for some, you may even have drastic negative thoughts like, well, no one's going to listen to it anyway, besides maybe my own mama. So what's the point of me even doing it? I don't understand the tech. I don't know how any of this works, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you have been here, don't worry. You aren't alone. We've all been there, even me. But you know what? That's of our brain designed to protect you and keep you safe. Because I like to think about it as what if your podcast is meant to be the next great thing? The only one stopping that from happening is you, friend. Because delaying your podcast launch allows someone else to start and steal what you could have been talking with your audience about. I was at a conference once. It was probably Blistem because <laughs> it's my, always been my favorite conference. And it was John Acuff was talking about fear. He just released a book called Fear. And he said that fear was an acronym. And fear meant or stood for false evidence appearing real. And I thought, wow, that's so true. I mean, now, you know, if it's real fear, like a serial killer is chasing you down the street with a knife and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But a lot of times we make things up in our heads and get our anxiety going and we start becoming fearful and all the things. But you don't need to do that. And if you think it's not perfect, well, there's only one thing that's perfect. That's God. So this is your bossy Enneagram 8 older sis telling you, don't wait, launch that podcast now. And maybe it's not a podcast. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a chorus. Maybe it's taking a trip. Maybe it's becoming a speaker or writing a book or whatever it is. Don't wait. Do it now. Now, recommendations this week. I have I found a new podcast for y'all. Speaking of new podcasts, it is called Launch with Lisa Whittle and Jamie Ivey. Now, I only listened to the first episode, but y'all, I loved it. I wish... This podcast was around years and years ago when my girls were younger because now they're 20 and 24. Yes, you could do the math. Um, (laughs) This podcast is awesome. I will drop the link in the show notes for you. But if you have middle schoolers or high schoolers, even if you have littles, you definitely want to take a listen. 
Now, in next week's episode, I'm going to be answering a coaching question and talking about a super sexy topic. No, nothing like that. Systems and workflows. Yes, friends, systems can be sexy. I know. Me with my ADD talking about planning and systems and all these things, but it's because of these systems and planning and scheduling that make it possible for me to get all the things done. So you definitely want to join me next week for that. But ladies, I believe in each and every one of you. I believe that you can do this. I know you can do this. That inexperience, that overwhelm, that intimidating tech fears that you have should not prevent you from accomplishing your goals. Don't let fear convince you otherwise. So let's walk through this journey together so that you can spend less time worrying about all the details and the fear and more time spreading your message, sharing your creativity, and using the talents that God has given you. I hope that you have a great day. I hope this episode helped you. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all.